And boom, we're back for another episode of AlphaCast. I'm Mike Winner, and I'm here as always with the noble Dr. Bear Paul Lando coming to you live and direct from the great state of Jefferson, where freedom still reigns supreme. Here in uh, on the beautiful azure waters of the Smith River, looking out my window at uh, winter creeping in, uh, although I was picking strawberries this morning still. It's just been so weird, the weather um but we you know, found some uh figs on our fig trees out in the orchard area that were actually just ripening right now so we got a pile of figs in there in the kitchen deb brought them in this morning so uh yeah weird 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 the way things are growing these days forgive me yeah, i interrupted yeah, your flow we'll probably touch on that a little bit today with our uh esteemed guest dr amanda volmer who has quite the green thumb herself and has an amazing garden and understands the power of the interplay between human consciousness and the natural realm, and especially with growing medicine. So stoked to have her on. I've been fortunate enough to hang with her in person on a couple of events this year. It's been a very special year, actually. 2023 has been phenomenal. Um, but uh, and on, on top of that, Bear, I have a very uh, exciting announcement. We did tease it last week. And I do want to be quick here because I want to get Amanda in. But we uh, next Monday are finally a year and a half later launching our private online community, just like Amanda has and what I've helped Alex Zek do and Music and Sky. Well, the Alphabetic one was the one I started first. <laughs> and it's been a long time coming because it's quite uh, involved with multiple tiers, uh, supporter tier, co-op tier, executive co-op tier. Um, we've got it all integrated with the shop functionality. We've, we've improved. And let's sweat in tiers as well. Yes, a lot. Indeed, my friend. Um, it's been a lot of work. We're super excited. So if you go to alphavedic.com right now, A-L-F-A-B-E-D-I-C, you'll notice there's a landing page up because we're tinkering on the back now that it's live, making sure everything's dialed in because our entire online business is connected through the site as well. But it's all integrated at one place now. So you'll be able to join, befriend each other, uh, message each other, go into groups and forums. Um, depending on your level, uh, we have the executive membership where you can directly message Bear and Deb, myself. Um, we have our monthly meetings and our private groups just for those members. Uh, the, uh, and then we have a ton of censored content on there on the back end, and we'll be uh, constantly feeding that in uh, in the next coming weeks from the years and years of stuff that's been kicked off LoosheTube and other centralized platforms. So very, very exciting. And we'll be integrating uh, a lot more functionality in 2024 as well. But that has been a long time coming. We'll have special groups on uh, law uh, going deep into that. Um, this is a true private membership. So you'll sign uh, your autograph coming in and uh, agreeing to come in as living man or womb man and in the private. So um, very excited. Uh, Bear Lando, anything to add on that before we bring Amanda in? Uh, no, I'd like to just get right into it with our time with Amanda's very precious. Um, Mark just left here. Uh, Mark Iver, famous Mark Iver. He did another project, built me a, a wood shop and everything. So I can uh, use it in the second half of my uh, career life, which is what I always wanted to do is to be a master woodworker. <laughs> and people always ask me, well, if you had to do it over again, uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd be a carpenter and just out there building stuff by myself, you know projects don't talk back to you and all that but 
Uh, yeah, it's funny how vocations, uh, anyway, he, uh, built, you'll see it next time you're here on the farm and a lot of other good projects. So massive farm expansion. We're already, uh, planning for spring prep, uh, expanding more crops and blah, blah, blah. So we'll, we'll have a special episode where we actually do a little image, uh, guided tour around the farm here and show people firsthand. And a lot of that stuff's going to be on our new website. And last, we will be uh, we're building the infrastructure out for more workshops on the land with plans on electroculture, a possibly uh, an astrology based agriculture, biodynamic um, workshop workshops, a course on law, spagyrics, getting in uh, with Bear in his lab and all that for some very intimate workshops there. And I'm also working on a music and sky location up here by the farm. So lots going on, but yeah, always building out that infrastructure so we can support more people on the land to come experience it for yourself. And that will be done routed through the new site as a co-op or executive co-op member. Executive co-op members will have first dibs on those workshops. Okay, without and further ado. Uh, oh, Baron, and, uh, yeah, I was just showing I was showing Amanda my lab outside my window here, that one little building, you see a greenhouse beyond that, but uh, that's the lab that's uh, going to be very busy all winter. I've got a lot of things that have been curing and I've got a whole new line of spagyrics coming out. So uh, that's the stuff I really enjoy doing. So Mike, take it away. Beautiful. Amanda Don Vollmer, affectionately known as ADV, is in the house and we couldn't be more excited our first episode with Amanda provoked an immediate furball reaction with the whoosh tube censorship apparatus uh, with the prompt removal of the video. <laughs> Fortunately, we'll be posting all of our censored Too Much Truth installments next week on the new AV site I just spoke about. Uh, you can also find that uh, currently on Unite.live, and I believe it's even on BitChute, it's on Odyssey, it's in a number of places. Um, but uh, ADV is a renowned health expert and best-selling author with an impressive breadth of knowledge on natural healing and holistic wellness practices. With over 20 years of experience in the field, she is a sought-after uh, sought speaker and educator who has inspired countless individuals to take control of their health and live, vibrant, thriving lives. ADV's passion for natural healing and alternative medicine was sparked at an early age as she has dedicated her life to studying and sharing her knowledge with others. Her deep understanding of the human body and its innate ability to heal itself has led her to develop a range of powerful natural remedies that have helped thousands of people to overcome chronic illness and achieve optimal health. Some of ADV's greatest contributions to the health and wellness community are her websites, yumnaturals.store, dmso.store, yummy.doctor, and healingwithdmso.com. Uh, these comprehensive online resources provide a wealth of solutions and information on natural healing, including articles, videos, and podcasts on a variety of topics ranging from nutrition and detoxification to frequency medicine and natural remedies. Amanda teaches the truth about this world, gentle or blunt. Her breadth of knowledge delves into politics, law, physics, philosophy, corrected history, and cosmology. She is truly a beacon of light in the health and wellness community, and she can swear like a trucker too. <laughs> but I will say, hanging out with uh, Amanda in person, she is a total sweetheart and really, um, I will say, emits love and tenderness and kindness, and it has that true feminine um, power about her that I love so much. Uh, Bear Lando, take it away, sir. 
Thank you. And thank you, Amanda, for being with us. And uh, with the COVID, end of COVID uh, event that we were all participating in, I really enjoyed my talk with you the most, uh, Amanda. It was a lot of fun. And it was also uh, really special getting to know you a little bit better there. And uh, thanks for being with us again today. I also appreciate talking to you because you've been one of those uh, fearless warriors on the front line. And like any trade or vocation, you really don't learn how things work unless you do it over and over and over again with a lot of people. And, and you've been there. You've done that. That's my background, too. Over the years, I, you're very eclectic as well. I appreciate that. You're, you have a good mastery of many subjects, including you know lawfare and medicine. You understand how the financial systems work. And I always told people that the two whips, the dual whips that keep the population in tow are the medical and lawfare system, which would also include the financial system. And in my past, many people were curious why a doctor type would be interested or be versed at all in in those subjects and my uh what i saw is if you aren't then you are really going to be vulnerable to what's going on out there and it's also going to be very hard to take care of your body and there were times historically where there were inner retreats where spiritual adepts invited people in when their life had sufficiently expanded and the first requirement of those new incoming students was that they master those same subjects in the conventional world. And the reason why they spent time and studies on that and not just going into their, you know, the process, the ascension process was because they knew that if you were gullible uh, as to the ways of the world, then you your ascension process would be stymied as well. So it has everything in the world to do with anything. And then the more awareness you grow, of course, and that translates directly into the cells of your body. So we have a lot of, to talk about today. And what we'd really like to hear from you is some of your uh, projects. I know you're a great solution-based person. That's where we try to come from too. So we want to know where you're at. Uh, our audience is very well aware of who you are and follows your work. We're all big fans. So maybe um, uh, if we could focus today on maybe some current events and you know more in a larger bird's eye view, and then also go directly into what you're doing as far as helping people weather the months again. But welcome and thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Bear. It's great to be back again with you. And it's been way too long, I think. Um, but, you know, we've really uh, got to share some time there, Mike. And I really enjoyed that. And finally, to get out of Canada, um, because, you know, being, you know, non-poked, if you will, uh, we weren't permitted into America until, you know, more so recently. So we've been doing a lot of traveling. And we're going to go to the second confluence as well in April. Um, and then visit Alec, uh, Zach at his place in Texas as well, and do like an in-person interview there. So I'm really excited to just uh, travel around finally again and, and get a feel <laughs> for what's going on in the world, you know, personally. Um, and, and you're right, you know, there's a, there are a lot of ways we can focus on solutions and that's, that's what I like to do. Um, and when you were talking about your lovely garden and that beautiful, um, outbuilding you have, and it's such, such a lovely view. And, um, 
I, I recently acquired this property. So there's a lot of outbuildings that still need to happen. Um, but uh, one of the things that I learned or relearned, you know, how you learn so many things and then they kind of fade away and then you're like, oh yeah, you know, um, was that the birds, when they begin to chirp in the morning, their song triggers the stoma of the plants to open, which allows airflow into and out of the plant. And, uh, they found that, uh, in, in absence of bird song that specific types of classical music will also cause the stoma to open and you know you had mentioned electroculture and i think we're all into that um that this playing that music to your plants can also increase growth uh, additionally to the electroculture application so i'm going to try that this year um and see if i can get bigger yields um than I did, you know, this, this cycle, which I end up always traveling right in the spring when I have to get my seeds started. <laughs> and I'm always away at the last of my harvest as well. So the deer then are like, Hey, <laughs> what you got going on? Um, but, uh, you know, food, putting down food is really important and understanding the plant life and getting your hands dirty is really um, very powerful solutions that everybody can get involved with that I, I deeply encourage. And it doesn't have to be so difficult. Um, I think we're, we start off difficult when we do these things. Cause I know when I first started gardening, I made it really hard on myself and we come into the simple ways of, you know, food forests and, um, you know, more permaculture methods and, um, you know, using sound and, and frequency to assist our, our growth and, um, and our plant life and our wildlife around us, because, you know, the world looks bleak. If you, if you watch the news, well, you know, I don't know any of us who would dare do such a thing, but those who do, or even if you're on, on social media, it can look very bleak, uh, about what's going on in the world. And people waste a lot of time toiling about that. And uh, if they just switched a lot of their focus into their own home base and their own solutions at home that they can do, um, their their stresses and worries will lessen because they're now, you know, with the food expenses going up, they are working on reducing that stress in their life there. They can become creative in their solutions. Like I'm just, uh, I just purchased a, um, uh, a freeze dryer. So I'm going to be playing around with freeze drying methods, um, and see how I like to do that. I'm going to try to do it in glass jars instead of the mylar or whatever, but, uh, you know, just expand in this way because, you know, a one garden can have so much yield that you can feed your neighbors, you know, and, or you can put down food for years to come. And we don't have to keep blaming outside of ourselves for the problems that we see, um, which is what I see um, people addicted to doing. They're addicted to not just fear, but also blame, um, judgment, you know, these sorts of things. And it puts you in misery. Uh, and I think it's sort of like a form of self-harm in a way, because um, being in that, in that, in that oscillation, that uh, disharmony um, really just pulls in more of the same. And I think we're really trying to, during this awakening time, which is what I see it as, I feel like we, we're going to make it harder on ourselves in the external to make us, force us to go within and to, to 
um, make us regulate ourselves and look for the solutions because we have to. And if we just did it ahead of time, we wouldn't need to make it so difficult for ourselves, you know, in, in the first place. <laughs> um, but the solutions are are there. We just have to switch our focus and stop the blame game and the the anger and aggression, the fighting, the the war on the outside is because there's war and division, you know, on the inside of us. And every one of us has the ability to heal that rift and do that work. And I think that's our responsibility as creators, as manifestors, to not continue the same patterns that we, you know, we got gotten us to this point where we do see a lot of aggression out there and uh, division. Now we know there are players involved with that, but we don't have to focus on that so much other than know it's there, know that's part of the story. We can then go, well, how would we effectively make change in our lives? If we're off grid, if we are, um, we know we're living beings and we declare that, you know, if we're growing food and we understand seed saving, if we're connecting with our neighbors and people who um, are in our local communities, if we're connecting with farms and people that we trust with our food, um, if we're listening to the still silence within, if we're doing the inner work of clearing, you know, our own trauma residue in our bodies and finding the wisdom within, we will expand these things so far out that that monopoly will fall. It will crumble before our feet because it is no longer needed uh, for us because we, we're going in, which is, the I think, the whole point of the entire projection is to force us to do this work. So you can go willingly <laughs> or you can go with your hair being dragged, right? And I prefer to do it the nicer way uh, personally. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but I, I think you'll agree yeah. with me. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And medicine, of course, has been weaponized. And I always tell people, how can we expect world peace when we practice medicine as a uh, warfare and an act of violence, uh, when the only solution is to cut out body parts uh, in a self-sacrifice sort of thing, or to nuke or poison ourselves, or just to slowly uh, pollute ourselves with with. Uh, pharmaceuticals and every other thing and of course it starts with the birthing process which is violent and so we really have to change things uh you know from step one there in uh, about the year 2000 i was traveling in some circles with some prominent individuals and we were very much activists on that lawfare front and so forth and we're also putting on events internationally in order to educate people on many fronts and we had a, a close circle phone call where we all decided unanimously but that, that the time of education was over. We felt that at that time, people had made their choice already and uh, just save our breath and let's go to into the next step that we knew was imminent. I'm glad that, uh, for instance, Mike and I, Mike's dragged me out here and, and I've really seen the value of continuing the education because there has been quite an awakening process. So I think it's been valuable the last 20 years since we decided to call it quits. Uh, but what I'm getting around to is to ask you is, what do you think the prognosis is for folks that are really still not getting the memo? Is there 
time to really get their affairs in order for themselves? Well, uh, I've, as I've seen or witnessed when individuals mm -hmm. don't listen, you know, to it, to the knocking, <laughs> um, they'll, they'll, um, sort of spiral into those energies of more so into the fear energies and experience things that are probably quite horrific. And it's a delicate discussion because a lot of people say, oh, you're just, you know, um, you're blaming the victim kind of thing, right? Like this is victim shaming, victim blaming. Um, I don't, we're looking at this from, you know, a, a spiritual perspective, but also from a real um, active perspective, meaning we've seen day to day. And I, I've, I could read people, you know, and, and like you, we, you know, I've seen so many people in the chair across from me, had so many conversations with people trying to sort out what's going on with them. And as a pattern recognizer, you, you can see when people are still inside their tapes of their mind, um, they're still sort of stuck in um, their subconscious, like they're not um, bringing the conscious awareness through enough. So really their own drives are running the show for them. They're not really in control of their lives and that pouring the waters of consciousness through awareness is what gets them in the driver's seat. And so it's not, you can say it's not their fault in a sense. No, because they're not consciously, um, doing things to, to, for self-harm. They're unconsciously driven. There's things inside of them, hurts, wounds, um, you know, father, mother wounds, all these sorts of splits that are driving their decisions and triggering their emotions. And they're not uh, able to like sit with the feelings and be with the feelings. Instead, they run from them, right? So I see that pattern a lot where a feeling wave will come and instead of just really feeling it and, and being with present with it, um, they push it away with something, whether it's drugs, whether it's entertainment. I mean, the list goes on of addictions and things and, and avoidances. And this is the core for for a healing um, illness or dis-ease or imbalance because imbalances in the body because it drives these ill behaviors forward, right? The poor eating, the the lack of self-care, the lack the lack of love of the child, the the anger outbursts that you can't control that you now create drama and chaos in your own life that has a feedback loop. And uh, you know, if people uh, could see it for that, and and I you know my work was about helping them, clean up the the terrain because a lot of it is also blocked energy inside of their bodies right so they could have some awareness but they'd lose it really quickly because they weren't connecting they weren't connected and there's many ways that that can be kiboshed right um which is seems to be the that are the um the evildoers if you will their gig right like poison them from every angle so that they can't wake up so that they can't figure out these things right why would they work so hard at it why would they poison us in every possible way it's because we're so powerful it's because we're the creators i mean um this is why they they give us the stories so strongly and they have controlled opposition as well to keep us stuck in the story because our minds are actually creating it for them they're not really they don't have that creative power that creative energy and so we are the ones that they mine. They like data mine us essentially. And so we've, we've gotten stuck in this trap. So I see it as um, helping like the education aspect is like a, a hope that 
a few different consciousness light bulbs will go on for them so that they can get a, a, a run, they can get a thread, you know, and it, the thread, if they pull it, they'll become aware on some level where they've made maybe an error or they uh, realize something about themselves. They have an aha moment or a eureka moment. And then that's inspiring. That's a natural inspiration that happens and they begin to shift their perspectives and then they can get like a chain reaction in their own lives rather than someone else always dictating to them about, you know, what's true or what's not true, because ultimately you find it within yourself when you do this work, when you go to those places and there's a million ways to one that you can come and enter, you know, into that um, awareness or awakening. So, you know, as much as there's so much going on and there's so much that we could focus on and really spend our days on. Um, I feel like people who are choosing to not pull that thread or listen to that, you know, voice say, give them honest truth. They'll make it just harder. Um, they'll make it harder for themselves. And yes, you know, tragedy could happen. Maybe they need it to get harder for them before they find that light because, um, uh, I can't remember who said it off the top of my head, but basically it, the, the saying is that, you know, we, we cause the pain is there to break open our hearts. Right. And that when, when our hearts break open, this is our awakening. This is our process of being, of birthing ourselves, rebirthing ourselves. And sometimes pain and suffering is the way we do that. And so I feel those people will just attract, you know, more drama, pain and suffering until, that day comes for them, which I feel is everyone's offering. I feel that everyone has that potential. Um, it's, it's can be seen or it can be gifted, but it's there. If people would, would recognize it sooner, then there would be less, you know, of the discomfort, obviously. Can you speak a bit about why it might be important, uh, to have a healthy body and a healthy body is just as important as any other facet of your being, if you're, let's just say, on a spiritual path? I have come to the realization through many years of a variety of meditation practices that I've been in, involved with, that the truth of your knowledge is actually in your body. And if you are uh, blocked inside of yourself, and there's many ways that that can happen, that could be a social, spiritual type of block, an emotional block, um, a thought pattern block, uh, but or also a trauma block, um, and a poisoning type of block where the meridians are not communicating. So you, your head and your heart aren't communicating, and you are holding uh, tension where things are not moving as this beautiful tube torus, you know, heart field that we are. So we are electrical beings and, and people who are clairvoyant like Barbara Brennan, and there are many others who can actually see energy fields and stuff. They will see those things in people. And those of us with sensitive hands and other senses, we will feel those in people and help to, to work through that. And there's many ways you can do this. You can do tuning forks. You could, there's hands of light. I love that book so much. It's a wonder. It's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, it's and, a classic, uh, right? And I figured I you would have it. <laughs> talk a second so people can see it here. Okay, yeah. sorry. Bear has a book portal. He he just thinks it and it, it comes into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want one of those, Bear. Oh, there's so <laughs> many books. Um, I'm actually going to do a course. I'm going to create a course where I go through all of my favorite books and and speak to each one and why I have them and what they did for oh. me. What the, Yeah, because 
Uh, that would just... be great. That would be great fun. Yeah. A good mm -hmm. idea. I love that idea. Mm -hmm. Because people always ask me, you know, how I came to be, you know, what, or what, as you know, we, we are standing on, on the shoulders of giants before us, right? I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of this is, is there for us to just grab from the ether. Um, true inventions are a whole nother thing, but, um, but we really, our creativity comes from all of this energy that's already existing. And uh, so I don't, I don't ever take full claim of anything, you know, that I've made or created. I just thank the the creation for allowing my body to be the participant in that because it brings me joy. You know, I make soap, for example, I love making soap. I find it challenging. I find it creative. Um, there's all, there's science involved. There's chemistry involved, things that I like. And I, 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 it's a wonder every time I cut it, I have one drying on the counter now, and I don't know what it's going to look like. And I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to turn out the layers that I wanted? Is there going to be some interesting shapes in there that I'm going to have some sort of <laughs> intuitive feedback on or something cool, you know? Um, so looking for those little joys in life, but, but back to the, what your question was, yes, it is, it is critical that the temple is clean. It is, it is critical. And I've seen this and I've, I've witnessed this. I actually have a friend, uh, now a friend who I woke up and there's many people have told me this story that I was the one, you know, that was pinnacle for them to, to have their aha. And the, the first step in, in this individual's life was that she cleaned up her lifestyle. She cleaned up her body. She ate right. She changed what she was doing. She realized that the food supply has been tainted and that she cannot trust the, the, the what's on the shelves. Um, in fact, there's an app, uh, I'll get the name of the app that I'll share, uh, that is, it's a little carrot, it's really cute. And you can actually bring it to the grocery store now and you can scan all the barcodes and it will tell you what's in it and what's the danger zones and it'll rate it out of, I think 10 or something and tell you if it's like suitable for putting in your mouth or not. Um, so that can like be a guide and help people. But we, she stopped that. And, uh, and, and I had another friend that I woke up and she already was very clean. She already was knew about organic eating, clean eating, local food, energetic food. So she was almost, you know, kind of there, but then, you know, I had, a, I did a rant because as, as you said, Mike, sometimes I do it very gently and with love. And sometimes the, the slappy hand can <laughs> come out and give a few of these, right. But it is with love, but sometimes it's like the people need a little bit of a shock almost to like, Oh, wait a second. Right. Um, but so one of those happened her way and that was what, you know, shook her out of it. And so, but it always, when I hear these stories, those individuals did the body work, they did the cleaning up work, or they had a dis-ease imbalance and they knew they had, they knew the doctors failed them. Just like, you know, I went through that many of us on the healing path, you know, went through these uh, unfortunate events with at the hands of, of MDs and we had to heal ourselves because no, uh, no one else was going to do it. And that's what catapulted our next levels of awakening. Uh, so yeah, it is, it is foundational fundamental. Um, I do have a really cool app I've been using called undo app. And if people want uh, a month free, I have a code it's a uh, yummy 23 all capital. And this has been helping me so much because I felt very stuck with my inner work, if you will, my meditation practice. And I actually began to stop doing it and instead go for nature walks, do more exercises, like more yang kind of energy. Cause I thought, oh, something's wrong. Like I'm not getting anywhere. I don't even want to meditate. It's like, I'm turned off. So I said, maybe I have to look elsewhere for my insights. 
And that helped, but it still wasn't the thing, you know? And so when I found this app through um, the the people who created it, I actually did one interview with Kate um, and I will do uh, her husband, who's the main uh, individual who wrote everything. What's the app's name, Amanda? People are asking Uh, in the chat. Undo, U-N-D-O, undoapp.com, undoapp.com. You you can go there and you can uh, look at, you know, get a whole feel for it. And what's, what's your code again? Uh, Sorry. Y- yummy. So Y U M M Y, all capital, twenty three. Yummy twenty three. Yes, worth worth it. Uh, I think you can. I think the fir- you can sign up for free. You get a week free, or you can use a trial period. You know, so you can see first. But life changing, and why is because it is helping you to go into your body, into your physical body, into your organ systems and feel what is present there and it it helps you hold your space of your feelings so that you can allow it for processing and i've had people that i've walked through you know some of these meditations because every thursdays uh in my private community on yummy.doctor we do i'm live for them every thursday and i've been starting my lives doing this body scanning um, somatic healing, undo app sort of um, healing with them, meditation with them. And people will say, oh, I'm kind of had a headache before I started watching. Now my headache's gone, you know, these sorts of things, because we're actually addressing instead of pushing the resistance away from the pain, discomfort and disharmony, we're actually owning it. We're going into it and through the eye of the needle and transmuting it into our, through our own form. And it's extremely powerful. And it's actually quite simple when it comes down to it. But one of the things that helped me was understanding, understanding, however you want to say that, that when I have something in my external that upsets me, okay, so I was just uh, talking earlier about being upset at something that happened yesterday. Um, I may be feel or choose to be in that upset for a while, for whatever reason, I might not need to get something intellectually. I might need to express something emotionally. I may need to find a core need that I have. I might need to, to assess whether it's a wound, whatever. That's fine. I, I allow myself to go through that process. But then when I'm done and I feel perturbed at the situation, I remember that the thing that happened that I think is the problem isn't the problem. It is my reaction and response to the problem that's the pain and suffering. And knowing that I am fully in control of the response of the pain and suffering, and I can choose at any point in time to turn that off or to change that is really liberating. And so then I choose to say, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm done chewing that. I'm done figuring that out from my brain side and all these things. Now we're going to let it go. And I go, I find where it sits in my physical body. So I scan until I find it. And then I just feel it. I just literally feel the feeling of it. There's no cognition that has to happen. I'm just feeling it through and choosing uh, to see the difference between how I'm participating versus what the event was that um, made me participate. And I dissolve it and it's gone. And you get better and quicker, just like with all practices, you, you become masterful. So the more that you do it, you, like my spiritual teacher, Smith, that you used to say, when you're a master, you can flip that emotional or that mood change on a dime 
in a moment. You could, in a breath, you can do it. And that I think is one of the goals of this process that when you, when you choose to be done, you can switch it like that because you're finding it, the source of it and clearing it. So I love that. I love that app. It explains it properly. Uh, it has all sorts of different variety of meditations it, and it walks you through things, you know, step by step. So you don't feel kind of lost in what do I, how do I do this or whatever, uh, which I really appreciate. Um, so I highly recommend it. I, I find it, um, I like to do it at night. You know, I like to just do a body scan at night and pick different ones. Last night it was on the pelvis. It was about um, self-motivation and procrastination. And where does that sit inside your body? And uh, I just said, I'll, I don't really have that so much, but I'm still going to do the meditation. Um, but it was all about the pelvis and how what the pelvis means to us and and how we associate with that and where we feel stuck in our sitting energy. And it was, it's really cool. I really recommend it. Nice. Uh, is that just for devices or can you do it on a desktop as well? Good question. I'm not 100% sure. Um, mm -hmm. I, 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 if you go to the undo app, uh, com, you'll see the, if it says. Yeah. It's I'm on the website. I just got there. So I'll check it out. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to check yeah. this out. Awesome. Yeah, it's for and, devices. you know, uh, not, yeah. and not devices, to mention okay. whenever you, you employ any of these techniques or technologies, you're setting an intention, which is the most powerful thing in the universe. So uh, amazing. Yeah. And to have this kind of support, especially for folks that are just getting their feet wet. So yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That's just another thing that I talk about all the time, technology used correctly. It's just another form of, of human expression, right? It's like technology can be used for great good here. So um, very cool. Thanks, Amanda. I'm aware of this, but I've never tried it. So I'm looking forward to to diving into this because I've been kind of going through the same thing. I've been I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. I've taken up surfing because that's become my form of meditation <laughs> because um, just sitting with myself, I, yeah, it's felt like I was getting stuck as well. And we've done a lot of um, somatic stuff at music and sky. And it's become like kind of the basis for the way that we're doing the bottom up uh, community leadership. Uh, thanks to Paula Pratt's work and what we've been in instituting there. And I think this is really powerful stuff that people are, are finding is, you know, sort of how to reconnect with our knower body, our knower self, and um, get out of the uh, the chaos of the feelings and emotions and the desires that um, often confuse us and lead us through the, the fiction, right, that um, <laughs> surrounds us everywhere we look. Yeah, correct. And, and, and you brought up something important is that the wisdom, so we're, we're very stuck in the head, right? We want to know facts and maths and these details. And that's the, that's the long, hard way about going about knowing. <laughs> that's the difficult way. The, the instantaneous knowledge is within our actual physical body. And we can prove that because uh, if you know someone really well, I've said this example before, but uh, think of someone you know really well in your mind. And immediately you have a whole character image of that individual. Now try to explain that image to someone, explain that person to someone. You'd, you could write a book on what you know in that image, in that feeling inside your body about that individual. So the, the body wisdom is high of higher intelligence than the brain didactic linear thinking model. 
And we've forgotten this, I think. We've lost connection to this um, because people sometimes will ask me, you know, how do you know this? And it's like, well, if you could get in my body for a second, right? Like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I got that, right? But trying to explain it to you and work your way through that is very difficult. And I feel like we've fallen. I feel like we had this. We knew this before. We were telepathic. We were connected. We used imagery to communicate. Uh, we had layered uh, typography in our communications. And the magic of the English spelling has taken us very far away from what we were and our capabilities. And I think by design, and perhaps, you know, per perhaps we also, as the God that this all is, wanted to forget or wanted to have these experiences you know i hold the i hold the belief that that god wanted to know what it is being who in your own self you can't see yourself so you must then make reflections of self and continue and that's like the flower of life pattern and we just keep doing this fractal division of ourselves until we know all the things and everything is infinite because there's infinite possibilities of all the things. And so we're playing in this particular segment of the fractal. And the, but the the infinity is actually inside of our holographic selves. And you can prove this with like Ho'oponopono or any kind of internal base healing modality where you can find that part of yourself that is that individual or is that circumstance and rectify it or heal it or correct or whatever terminology you want to use in this divorced language, right? But we've lost that beauty of that interconnectedness with others, right? Um, and I personally uh, miss it. <laughs> so I feel I'm I'm good with where we went to or where I went to, and I would like to reconnect with that part of myself. And Mike, as you alluded to in the beginning of our discussion uh, off air that I wrote an article last night actually uh based on uh tartarian um a tartarian group that i uh, follow on instagram um and he pointed just a little blip about the fact that we have a magnetic um crystal of, of ferrous oxide in the root of our nose um sitting you know in the cribiform in this plate here and uh that this is actually helping us to know where magnetic north is and that all animals have this and it helps them navigate north and south. Um, and uh, I found that fascinating. <laughs> and so I, I did some extra research about it. And some of it also is uh, deeper than that, than even our memory uh, in the cells. They find nano um, magno, uh, magnetic uh, cells um, of the ferrous oxide. And that it's part of our memory system. Now, a lot of people have been having, I don't know if people have been saying it to you, Bear, but memory issues and uh, uh, some cognition, more cognition problems, whether there's, more you than, know, more even than usual. young people are saying that now. Yeah. And if you can then imagine if we're magnetic, right, which we know we're electromagnetic already from our field, so there's that. But in addition, we have this, um, uh, actual crystal in our noses um, that is very sensitive to magnetic fields and our brain itself, the uh, astroglia each have these nanoparticles of this ferrous material also polarized by 
5G going up everywhere, the background radiation and, you know, how does fluoride fit in into, into this picture? How do heavy metals um, fit into this picture? You know, how does even like piercings and things that we wear on our bodies fit into this picture for that matter, right? I mean, it, it, it what about begs all a lot. The, the nose swabs from the- And the nose swabs, uh -huh. yes. Like- Well, what... you know, it's it's curious that tattooing, I don't have anything against it, but people might want to think twice about what kind of geometric patterns they're putting on their body these days. And I kind of think there's something nefarious- behind why that fad took off so strongly in the last couple of decades. Yeah, right. And um, it's very thick and heavy and popular mm -hmm. more than ever before. And I actually, mm -hmm. as aside from, and there are, there's metals in those dyes, by the way, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and it, the magnetite, you know, what, what if you even do, I've seen forehead tattoos. Could you imagine? Here's your magnetite right. compass, basically a compass in your nose, your nose always knows, right? Um, that is tattooed over now and with metals right in the brain or or dental amalgams. Dental amalgams constantly leaking in that area. How are people supposed to know up and down, right from wrong, any of these things when their internal compass is not activated? Plus the pineal. Then you throw the pineal problems on there um, on top of it. And people are lost and people don't know the answers and they're confused. And then and what do they do? They're in fear. So then they look to external sources for answers and then they get pulled into the, all of those illusions as well and false authorities and this sort of stuff. Um, but you're right. I actually saw an autopsy of an individual who's heavily tattooed and all their lymph nodes were stained black. Um, wow. It doesn't, it doesn't clear out from the body. So yeah, I would definitely, we, we definitely have to realize <laughs> that, uh, the body is the temple and it is affected. Our skin is where those, all those noddies come to the surface, you know, where the acupuncture would go, you know, the needle would go for a reason it's comes to the surface. And if we now yeah. needle in something, right, it's going to affect that too. And not to mention that every square centimeter of our body has about 10,000 outgassing pores. And when you dye those, you're plugging those up. And now the body's going to have to find new elimination channels and on and on and on. You know, my big takeaway from all this and just hearing you, uh, I mean, we could go on all day in all the ways that we're being effed with. It's like remarkable. But my perspective is when I see all of that, and here we are, we're still kicking, we're still running around, we're still, you know, with the with the same awareness that we have learned how to cultivate. And that should be what we focus on is the resilience of the human apparatus and the fact that it is, uh, you know, just a step down, at, you know, along the whole energy matter continuum. And so if we just focus on how can we possibly how are we possibly surviving all this? And some of us are actually thriving and doing better than ever. Uh, that's the magic right there. And then, of course, even within the alternative circles that want to be aware of all these things that we're discussing, it becomes, uh, you know, a bit of a uh, an obsessive uh, detriment, we'll say, and that we just become, we were talking about magnetism, well, we make ourselves a magnet to hold on to all those very things that freak us out in the first place. So if we could just fathom what's keeping us alive and breathing in every 
one of our seven trillion cells uh, apprising every other single cell of all the millions of processes going on every single it's 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 beyond miraculous and if we could just appreciate that i think our problems would be over yeah i, I agree and as well when we lift our or, or shift our oscillation and clean that up and clear that up and we don't fall for the the false external you know, projection, which is the fear. Um, you know, Dr. Uh, Hawkins, Dr. David Hawkins, he had a scale, you know, about that. I'm sure you have that book. You can go, I'm sure you, you power versus forces on yourself. Okay. <laughs> or you can pull it in the portal. Um, and uh, that book was really helpful for me to understand that uh, I can choose where my frequency set is. And that means mm -hmm. when I'm sitting in love, energy instead of fear energy um and i'm empowered in that then my uh, what's projecting off of me gives a new harmonic resonance and that's what's attracting my circumstances to me and so i don't need to be victim i don't need to play in that you know maybe something happens and i can i'll i'll dive into a victim story for a second to go oh oh i see what i'm doing oh yeah yeah that thing ah ha 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 you know, silly me, instead of like stupid, you know, the internal judge that's like stupid. Why'd you do that? You stupid, like this sort of thing. A lot of people have that running in their head. They make a mistake and you should hear what they say to themselves. I don't do that anymore. I corrected my internal judge by doing inner child work and loving the inner child that was berated as a child for doing something wrong and forgive that myself for that and also hold the hand of my child. I recommend that inner child work for anybody like daily, if you can just love your child, whatever age you feel called to go to and embrace that child and say, I've, I'm the adult now I'm the spiritual adult and I will take care of you. I'm here for you. And tears will come. Trust me, you do that. You will be waterworks, but you will integrate those, those wounds yourself and lift your being back up and create a whole new reality for yourself. I mean, how come there are people in their world who have a completely, they're not on in Gaza or like they're have a totally different reality. And I remember my spiritual teacher, teacher always saying there are many worlds within the world and you get to choose that world. And so, and those worlds will, could live side by side and never touch. And that's because the frequencies do not match. And when we can get that foundation inside of our knowledge bank, we can really uh, use the, you know, the leverage of that to get us out of this downward spiral because that's ultimately the the challenge of like the boss level that we're at here you know <laughs> like can we lift and spiral up rather than you know let these terrible outward things that are being shown to pull us and and pull us into the what they want their you know dystopian yeah, that's thing. why that's why on the telegram we haven't been in Instagram and stuff. We don't share images of Gaza and go into that, you know, and we've even had some people like on the music and sky telegram berate us for being so quiet about it. And it's like, we are, we are, why discuss what's already obvious. We're moving forward in our realm of solutions oriented, you know, beauty and love and, and taking on uh, the garden work and every, all the work we're doing here. Why do we have to pull out the black magician, dark magician stuff and, sh and just perpetuate it? 
you know, that's that's playing right into their hands. And it's funny you mentioned the nose thing with magnetite and like the sense of smell and to be able to sniff it out, right? There's this idea of being able to sniff out what's fake and what's wrong and going into intuition and like this sort of divine intelligence we have in this great technology that is our body. And yeah, that is the Tartaria tech. That is us. That all comes from us, that hermetic principle, right? Uh, of the body derives the the reality of the cosmos uh, and 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 above as below as well. And uh, yeah, that whole I'm tripping out on this whole idea of like the notion of smelling um, our reality and based on the physical realm of the earth and how important smelling is and how that is magnetic and that is attractive as the attractive force versus the radiative force, which is pushing away. So um, embracing this is really cool. And um, I'll definitely put that link to your Substack article below, Amanda, so people can check that out. It was a really cool one this morning when I read that. Thank you. And the uh, it's just the olfactory sense, of course, is tied in intimately with the limbic system and the hippocampus that processes our emotional body and of course our emotions are who we really are more than uh, as much as we pride ourselves as being intellectual or mental if we don't have the proper emotional content behind our you know what we care to precipitate in our lives it's not going to have that velocity to pop in the matrix in the first place and uh, when we're unaware of that of course we're constantly popping things into the matrix based on toxic emotions. So yeah, it all, uh, it all comes in. Yeah. Brilliant. And I agree completely. And you know, that what you mentioned, Mike, about this, like solidarity to be miserable, <laughs> I see that as like an addiction, you know, it's, uh, it's like people innately, uh, want to come together. Uh, they want to, to be in solidarity, but it's been warped. So you, you have to choose a side and then you have to be on their side in order to be loved, in order to be accepted. And we can see this play out in real time, these addictions to um, the, the sort of the, the misery gatherers where they can all wallow together in the woe is me situation of their suffering. It's the same thing. I'm sure you've seen bear with the, you know, groups that like to get together and wallow about my arthritis and my cancer and my disease, and they never want to heal it because they're addicted to the love and and acceptance they get from their peers who also have similar conditions where they can wallow together about their misery. And they, it's like a, a dark side of, um, of connection, right? Cause they're really deep down. If they were to be honest with themselves and look at it, they're just longing love. They, they just want to be, feel like they belong. They want to feel that. And, uh, we are wired for, for needing each other and it's nothing wrong with that. That's how we are. Uh, but to have it, you know, that's sort of like in the shadow, that's the, that's solidarity mm -hmm. in the shadow. And that shadow needs to be chewed through and worked through so that you can, you know, bring again, pour the waters of consciousness over what you're doing and realize that that is just a prolonging of suffering and doesn't really serve in the long run. And, uh, you know, when you do bravely speak out differently or choose to change the way you speak about what you're going through and change your story, uh, it can be, you need bravery because what happens is those people will abandon you. And they will attack you 
or they'll call you heretic. And then you'll really see that it is not, it is not love and it is not really solidarity, right? Because if it was family, truly loving family, they would accept you for you being brave and deciding to come out of the suffering of the whole thing. And we see this on macro level in the world, and we see it on a micro level in our own lives. Um, and this is all about consciousness and coming to terms with it. But there's that bravery aspect that can be very difficult for people because they can lock themselves in pretty tight, even financially with law, with all these other things where they can't, they don't know how to get out of their creation in that solidarity. Uh, so I'm the same way, Mike, I, I barely posted. I just did one group meditation for sort of the whole of Gaza and anybody there suffering, even those who are perpetuating violence, like giving them love and trying to help them lift out of their own pain and suffering. You know, they were probably children that experienced pain and suffering and grew up into adults who are rageaholics because they're, they haven't done this exact work that we were talking about. This is how we prevent war. <laughs> this is how we prevent generational cycles of damage, right? And abuse is to heal what has happened in childhood and heal that divorce from the self. Uh, that's the narcissism as well, right? Divorce from the self, not knowing who the self is, uh, not knowing your own emotional cues because you cannot get in touch with your feeling body. And so you have to mimic emotions and learn learned behavior emotions from outside yourself, which will fail you, you know, often, and uh, and cause more of the same cycle of pain and suffering and 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 uh, divorce from others, and so there's a lot of healing to be done. But I feel like all of us are coming like similar paths. Like this is the way we we've, we're done protesting. You know, I I done protesting a long time ago. Like even with the whole you know, convict Olympics <laughs> ceremonies, um, there's no rah 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 really to be done because it's like yelling at yourself in the mirror to, you know, change when it's actually just you and you could do it from inside very, very softly without trying to make other people, you know, change around. The you. word protest, they're for testing you. So when you go out there, they're literally testing you <laughs> to see what you're doing and to, to the social engineers. Okay. Keep protesting, please. You're working in our lab for us. Thank you. That's right. And and well, blasting hatred, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things couldn't possibly be more transparent than they are right now. So it's really hard to take any of that serious. I mean, you do kind of just because they're you know they're really trying to kill everybody. On the other hand, um, you know to be engaged in in the 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 polarity, uh, the, you know, contention is just so silly now. It's it's uh, easier and easier for me not to engage in any of it. I, in the past, I would always, you know, my MO was to get pissed off and want to fight. You know, that's just kind of, kind of the guy thing. And, um, you know, after a while you just feel silly. It's just, well, well there's nothing to even get upset about. You know, that they're provoking you purposely and uh and again it's just to pick a side and to keep the whole thing going and uh you know when you pick a side uh sure one thing is you're not taking care of yourself as long as you're doing that you're you're being run on somebody else's train there is yeah you're shadow boxing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. exactly 
I was just going to say there is something too about surrounding yourself with the with the right kind of folks, right? So like if you're surrounded by doom scrollers uh, on TikTok all day, that is a very difficult uh, sort of field to um, to overcome and ascend over through your own power because it's just uh, it's just the way the field works. So by surrounding yourself with people who are on the right path, it makes life a lot easier. And I take pride in that's Alpha Vedic. That's, you know, joy loves company too, as someone said in the chat here. And that's music and sky, right? Like, that's why it's so fun. And I know you're doing the same, Amanda, um, with your private community. And I think, you know, I see that as sort of an Aquarius um, reality moving into the whatever we want to call this new awakening um the aquarian concept of not so much top-down um controller based expert focused groups but uh smaller regional groups of people that are coming together based on a common ideals and ours happen to be about freedom and love and and sovereignty and all that um so how's it been when did you launch this uh private community and how's it going and um what kind of uh experience have you had with that so far yeah, well, we it was a brainchild for a while, as as you know, these things take time to to be birthed. Uh, and we launched in near like the middle to end of the summer, and it's been you know there's some always a few bumps and growing pains and and learning curves and that sort of thing, but it's been wonderful. And I think we have <clears throat> upwards of 600 members right now, <clears throat> which is perfect because <laughs> I can't, I can't handle 6,000 right now. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's really, um, me trying to help them doctor themselves. That's the goal. You know, after doing years and years of one-on-one of -on -one and trying to solve everybody's problems for them. Um, I realized that I'm taking away actually something precious from people, which is their own, those, those, those aha moments I was mentioning, those own, their self-realizations, because just handing it to them easy isn't always the right way. Sometimes in emergency, of course, I'm going to step in and I'm going to correct. But I mean, I'm talking about like their foundational lifestyle and the way that they're transforming their reality is is from the inside out as we've discussed and so it's really about encouragement and uh helping them work through that that bravery piece that courageous piece that they need to actually face it and to have a community of course of support um resources and inspiration so that they can really take that thread and run with it and i've seen really great you know ex um you know outcomes from this so far and really happy people, people who are just feel blessed to be there, people who um, are doing it. They're, they're doing the work. And that was what my inspiration was for yummy.doctor in the first place was that this is obviously something's wrong if I'm burning out as a practitioner. So, so, so this isn't the right way. So something's off. I don't know what the, the answer is yet, but I know that what I'm doing is not right anymore. It was good then it was fine then, but now it's not things change. What's it mean? Well, show me, you know, show me what is supposed to look like. And this is how it sort of came about. And it's, it's still, it's like a continual birth. And so every two weeks I launch a new course or so. Uh, so the one, so tonight uh, I do my live and I'll talk about the canine cancer protocol that's going to be released 
Um, so we also treat, you know, animals, our loved ones, our little furry loved ones too. Uh, Cause I was, you know, I was originally going to be a veterinarian and that was like my whole vocation when I started into medicine. And so I still have a, quite a love for that. And then, you know, we've launched like the lung um, he- healing protocol. We've done, um, we have like my 30 days to better health, which I'm really proud of. I started that. I think back in 2015, 16, something like this. And I ran it on Facebook and a lot of people were really happy with their progress because it helps them do a new challenge each day. So it's like not so overwhelming. Changing your lifestyle, let's be honest, it can be very, very overwhelming, especially if you're in deep in, right? (laughs) Like literally everything is poisoned in your house. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do, right? So this is just a gentle way of introducing new concepts, um, health promoting things like just drinking lemon water in the morning. Okay. Simple stuff. And then teaching why, like, why does it help and what's it good for? And so they have the knowledge behind it. They feel empowered to know what they're doing. And, um, so I've got from like the simple all the way to like deeply complex topics on there. So I am really proud of what we're building and there's actually going to be books coming out for each course. And then there's groups for each course so that everyone who's working together, like on the heavy metals detox course, for example, you know, they can come together and have discussions with one another about what's working, what they need to change, um, where they're stuck or any of, of these other supports can be there. And then I'll also go into those groups and do um, lives just for the course group participants and, you know, whatever questions they have or, or, um, share their successes, these sorts of things, and on and on. I actually want to teach the model of how to take a case so that, because people don't know what questions to actually ask, you know, I I have this in my telegram group, uh, healthy dose of truth. Like people say, Oh, my nine-year-old daughter has a headache. What do I do? It's like, well, health questions, we'll put up little tag health questions. And this whole thing will come up say, okay, here's how you ask a question. (laughs) We need these types of information and these details, because now you're going to get into the questioning of the body. You're going to find from the wisdom of the body. It's going to give you feedback and it's going to tell you, ah, okay, it's right-sided headache. Okay. That's belladonna. That's the homeopathic belladonna, you know? Uh, Oh, this sounds like like, are they drinking water? I mean, simple stuff. Like, are you actually pooping, drinking water, sleeping and eating not crap? You know, those are always going to be questions you have to look at when there's any type of imbalance and it teach it. And over and over with this repeating process, they get confident like, oh, okay. I can do that for myself. I can ask questions to myself. Have I been sleeping? Am I stressed? You know, am I, you know, eating right? Is my gut health at proper you know, uh, what are all of these factors and determinants of health that are affecting me right now? And then same with the meditation. Oh, I have power over that. That means I can change it. And that means I can make myself well. And this body is, as you said, Bear, and it's incredible that we're even still here amidst the cacophony of like, you know, sprinkles that they're giving us, right? And here we are still standing. So that means we're extremely powerful. We have natural cleansing mechanisms within us. The body always wants to correct and heal itself. Just cut yourself and you'll see it begin. The magic begins, right? And uh, we have that power. We just need to access it, remember it, and get sort of like basic knowledge in a pattern so that every time an emergency or something acute comes up, we don't panic. 
run to the doctor, run to the hospital, go right into contracting with the evil that's right ready for someone vulnerable to take advantage of. Because I encourage people to fire their doctors and fire their lawyers and fire their practitioners and do this of your own accord. But you do have to know and, and know enough so that you don't react in fear and and falter. Uh, like, especially with children, people get very sensitive around, you know, my child has a fever, they freak out over fever. How many hands have we held? <laughs> That's like, fever is a natural, normal mechanism. Praise the fever. Do not mess with the fever. Yeah, here's, you just keep the child hydrated, do skin on skin to help regulate their field. So they work through it naturally. Don't need to suppress it with drugs. You don't need to affect it even with homeopathics necessarily. Although I do like to give ferrum FOSS if it's really super high, just to like help it regulate a little better, especially if they've had a vaccination history, but you know, these kinds of things. So that's what's been going on. And I, I really love the how it's going. A lot of book writing opportunities, a lot of writing, a lot of writing, a lot of sitting. So I, I've had to pay more attention to my physical body to make sure I don't get into like a schlump as it is my my posture I've been trying to address because it's, it's just too easy to like get into your chair like this and compress your spine. So self-care is always on the top of the list. <laughs> so if I'm a newbie and I want to be more self-sufficient as far as my own health, what do I start getting first for my medicine cabinet or any other kind of modalities that might be useful at home? Well, you know, and and Mike has watched me do this presentation about your own home dispensary, and I will create that as a course. I am creating that as a as a proper course. But it, first of all, we have like nature, right? <laughs> we are nature, and uh, you can literally grow your own medicine, right? I know you do it. We all do it. And you don't even have to actively grow it. You can actually go and wildcraft it because it's it's all outside there. Um, so I usually encourage people who are really new, you know, to everything, uh, just to get like a plant app or something that they can use to like scan a plant. Um, it's really helpful because people are afraid to make a mistake in their identification. I totally get it. Um, even though it's really, once you know it, you, it's hard to do that unless it's mushrooms or something, but, uh, to just three plants a week or two plants a week, whatever you can manage, go outside and find something and learn something. And if you have a child, take the child with you and teach your child about, Hey, here's plantain. Plantain grows literally everywhere in our yard. It's total medicine. It's nature's band aid. It bandages the inside of you and the outside of you. You can use it as poultice. You can use it as tea. You can make a tincture. You can use all kinds of different ways. You make a shampoo with it and, and why and what it is about. And then you know that now you have it and then collect it, learn how to dry it, learn how to store it and use it. And now you've mastered one remedy right there that you can use for all sorts of ailments. And then next, okay, what's next? You know, if it's winter, do the trees, go to the pine, you know? What do the pine needles do? What what kind of vitamin C is it? What kind of nutrients and minerals do, do we get from this? How can I supplement from nature my diet that is I know is already poor and ah that's overwhelming and I don't have a lot of money for the groceries right now so I'm buying the the crappy craft dinner or whatever you know you can at least you know if you're putting the poison in at least put the nutrients in to combat <laughs> that you know begin there 
And so once, you know, you have a, a good handful of them under your belt that you have for all kinds of situations, then I usually encourage people to learn a little bit about homeopathy and spagyrics because they're so powerful for one, uh, but also they're not that difficult. Like you can understand them from an energetic principle and you can easily look up online, okay, um, list of homeopathy for you know, this condition, arthritis, let's just say, which is really just detox is required. I usually recommend coffee enemas like all the time. Um, and, but that, for example, then have a little dispensary, just start collecting a handful of emergency remedies, like your arnica, your aconite, your arsenicum for if you ate something that gave you the runs, you know, or you're traveling, you know, these kinds of simple things that are there, but very powerful, very helpful and great for children and pets because, um, you know, compliance sometimes is an issue for these in those situations. And this is very easy to administer. And so master those sorts of things, right? And once you kind of get that around, you have a good guidebook or something, then you can move on to sort of like the next realm of knowledge. You know, <laughs> you can go into like uh, what I was saying, like different types of natural cleanses, like castor oil and um, coffee enemas and different types of salt, how you use minerals in your water, how you charge your water. What is structured water? What is that even, you know, how do I do that? So my water is good. My water is, is powerful. So it is in its, you know, um, hexagonal structure. So it works like a battery for my body. Um, and you know, just go and, and it goes on and on into all its different categories. Uh, and I find that is, is simple. It's simple for people to do before they even dive into the food thing. You know, the food thing is tough and, and there's a lot of diets and there's a lot of controversy and all this kind of stuff. So I almost don't even start there anymore because <laughs> other than yeah. don't try not to eat the crap and try to eat fresh and living as much as possible. Okay. Simple there and stop eating, drinking pop and stop drinking booze and all the things you, you obviously know are poison, you know, and then, and then go from there. Yeah. Isopathics uh, have a great place too. It's, it takes a little bit more knowledge, but they have like the company up in uh, Canada, Symbiopathic. In fact, we're going to have a, for our members only, I don't want it out to the general public, but we'll be carrying that whole symbiopathic line. And uh, because they're in the drop form, you know, people can't really do anything harmful to themselves. You know, if they were injecting themselves with the physician grade isopathics and, you know, you need, you need to know what you're doing. But um, yeah, I think that's an important thing too. And it's just like home homeopathy that you're describing. There's just some basic categories with, you know, microcirculation, lungs, lymphatics, and so forth. And, and you can just get a, a, a very easy pairing with those conditions or things that you want to improve and match it with the isopathic. And I think if you just kind of cycle those, it would be amazing for everybody. Uh, Wednesday really cool. night on the new AV platform is enema night. We get together and uh -huh. do that, but you know, pretty... <laughs> I must miss those <laughs> gatherings. Who are you getting together with? I said on the new platform, Wednesday nights is coffee enema night. I uh, love that. And you're in therapy. Animus. You're in therapy in there too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Live streaming direct from my bathroom. No, but uh, coffee enema is uh, powerful, powerful. Uh, tool for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, you really can do it safely. You just have to make sure you have your electrolytes, you know, there present. Some people like to take like wheatgrass shots before they do it, you know, just to um, ensure 
that their their mineral levels or electrolyte levels are good, that they're hydrated before they do it. Those sort of just common general things. Um, but they they they're essential. I mean, they're it's like so quick. They're so our gallbladders and livers are so full of stones. I think that's a crisis that just hasn't hardly been addressed. I can't tell you, and I'm sure you have too. Bear saved so many gallbladders from being cut out. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like we we could list so many people's gallbladders that we've saved from being chopped, um, be, because it, we help them understand that they just need to cleanse this organ, which is coming from the liver. And that it's, it's most people, unfortunately at this stage have them and, uh, it's, it's really congests, uh, the entire meridian and causes all sorts of associated imbalances that people have relabeled as other diseases when they're really not, they're all the same source. And so coffee enemas can really help to, you know, dissolve that bile or rid the body of the recycled toxic bile. So it stops accumulating and clean up the portal vein, uh, which is also recycled blood, and, uh, and and wash, really wash the blood because it's a retention enema. Uh, so every three minutes, most of the blood volume is going through there. So you're cleaning and cleansing each three minutes. Um, and then to take something in that will help break that down, like um, some people like apple juice actually will do it. Uh, lemon juice will do it. Apple cider vinegar diluted, uh, you know, will help dissolve stones as if you do it on a regular basis. Um, and castor oil packs will soften, you know, everything up. So you don't get colic. You don't want any big stone getting stuck and this sort of thing. But I can't tell you how many, I mean, it's like, and they all panic and the surgeons are so rude. They always tell them that they're, they're playing with their lives and danger and just scare them uh, and, and berate them really. Uh, not even just give them a warning, like just give them a warning that this is your opinion, but to, to go to that level of uh, fear mongering and yelling at your patient, that's very immature, but I've heard it all. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard all the they, stories they, too. They really lose the dialogue though, when the patient does a three day gallbladder flush and, you know, has a, the third morning, you know, fills the toilet bowl up with pellets that the doctor is going to remove their gallbladder for. And it costs them three days of their time and maybe 20 bucks and they, call up the surgeon and say, I don't need that $30,000 surgery anymore. <laughs> Not to mention, I, I mean, just folks, it, you take out your gallbladder, uh, you know, that reservoir for fat emulsification, you're going to be shortchanging your hormonals, uh, you know, system, uh, not to mention your entire nervous system uh, requires those uh, fats in order to keep the, the nerves myelinized and everything else. And, um, it, it's incredible how ignorant, I don't know how else to say it, the, the conventional system is. And uh, yeah, you're right. I We saw countless people actually cancel their surgeries and live a lot healthier afterwards and have all their problems take care of. Well, that's right, because they're addressing that root cause organ problem that's led mm -hmm. to a myriad of other problems. And, and generally I do see a lot of associated hormone imbalances, uh, and thyroid issues and mm -hmm. these sorts of things with it. And, uh, and the, I like the Andreas Moritz's book, the, uh, the liver cleanse book, that particular one walks you through sort of the, or the great liver, uh, or great gallbladder flush. Uh, there's a lot about he, we miss, I miss him. I I'm sad that he's gone. Um, you know, there's some great healers that have left us a lot of important information that uh, have disappeared. 
And you can get, you know, a free PDF uh, online of that book, and it'll walk you through the protocol. Now, I used to be shy about uh, gallbladder cleanses specifically like that, because I did one that didn't go well. So I was a little bit gun shy on ah, it. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but that that happens. And I realize now that how important it actually is to do it. Now you can do it slow, you know, the slow way, which some people don't mm-hmm. want to do the three day thing, that's fine, whatever, um, or, or do it, just go for it, right. Um, mm-hmm. So I've had both yeah. ways methods worked quite well. Um, yeah, I'd always, I'd always use people, especially if they come to you and are presenting with some serious conditions, which is mostly what I had in my practice. Uh, I'm not just going to throw them on a gallbladder flush the first day and have them freaking no. out on me. You know, you, you have them do all the things you're mentioning, you know, lemon and coffee enemas first and so forth. And then by the time you get around to the gallbladder flush, unless, uh, you know, they're about ready to get their gallbladder taken out in a matter of days, then I think it's a, you know, maybe a good thing to, I've never had a bad experience that malic acid, I'd throw phosphoric acid in that and, you know, a number of other goodies just to assure, uh, give every assurance that those pellets were actually going to dissolve and not get stuck somewhere. So yeah, you want to know what you're doing for sure. Yeah, but it's empowering and you're right. You will see them improve other areas in their life because once they, they're brave, that's that bravery piece again. They're like, no, I'm going to go against this very intimidating white coat individual um, and say some, do something a little different. Um, and and they always wake up when they say no as well. I, I noticed that when they do go against the doctor and they see their childish behavior come out, they go, whoa, they start to question that authority because that's not really what they would expect from a grounded authority person, right? To say, to act like that. Um, and, and they, but when they do it, it's, it's just life-changing for them. And I, I, and I applaud them and I, and I'm happy for them. I'm so pleased that they, they did it. And now they know that any other health crisis that comes, they can, they can overtake it. They can figure it out or they can find a solution for themselves. You know, same thing with, you know, all the other organs they like to take out, even appendixes saved all kinds of appendixes because, you know, they're just, mm-hmm. this really mm-hmm. just a place of the bacteria to run and hide when the gut's being wiped out and it gets inflamed. And so they need to really get the microbiome sorted and they can also soothe it with castor oil packs. And, uh, and, and once they balance out that whole uh, gut terrain, it, it, it comes back, like everything settles down and, and the inflammation gets sorted. I find DMSO actually helps like a lot in the initial inflammation um, cycle. I use obviously a lot of DMSO having, uh, having a, a whole store about it and everything, but I do yeah, find I, it helps. I'd like to, uh, talk about DMSO a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. the only final comment I had about gallbladder flushes or any procedure like that is it doesn't just stop with getting rid of stones out of the, the gallbladder because now once those channels are opened up, guess what? You're your resentment, frustration, anger issues are also going to start flowing too. And, uh, you know, we, I think a lot of times don't appreciate that the the real job of the organs is to um, balance out those energies and make sure they're, they don't get stuck and then, you know, become overly toxic on that emotional plane. So the physical body, I think, has to kind of move simultaneously though. So go ahead. Uh, anything you can share about DMSO? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just to say that I know um, 
a lot of people who have done these types of uh, gallbladder explorations, like they've gone in, they got scans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Most of them will have a fatty liver or a lesion, mm-hmm. you know, on the liver. So, and the doctors generally don't tell people this. They just go after the gallbladder. They don't give other information. So I always encourage people if they did go for a scan, which that's okay, that's prudent. Sometimes you you want scans. I totally get it. Um, but just please get your personal records from the hospital or doctor. Like get your keep your own medical records. Get a copy. They'll give it to you. Just ask, and then if you and then read it. And if there's something where the doctor didn't tell you, uh, it's very interesting. You know what you can find out that they they didn't think you were smart enough to handle because they look down on the people like little plebs who couldn't possibly know such great information as me, the higher, you know, more intelligent doctor who has all these degrees in this sort of division that happens. And, and just for DMSO, if you do need to go for an x-ray scan of any sort, have imaging done, uh, DNA uh, can be protected by prophylactic use of dimethyl sulfoxide. And so uh, generally what you want to do is take one teaspoon in about four or five ounces of water or juice. It's not very palatable. I apologize. And you will smell probably out of the mouth. Um, that's the garlic off breath, but uh, it works to protect DNA breakage from the, uh, we have studies of this. I, I wrote about it in my book. Um, that it will protect that damage from happening. It will prevent the switching on and off of certain uh, epigenetic triggers that will affect the, the that um, uh, presentment. So uh, very important to do, or if you're going to travel, you're going to go uh, to an airport. Uh, first of all, you can say no to all airport scanners, body scanners. You can get the pat down. You can say no to, to facial recognition software, or iris scanning, fingerprinting, all those things. You have opt-outs. I actually wrote an article about that on my sub stack. You can learn to opt out. Just keep remembering you have rights <laughs> still. Go for the and, grope. Uh, go for the yeah, grope. Yeah, go for the grope every time. I had a woman go through, by the way, um, inspired by my article, and she um, padded her bra with like socks and as well in her uh, in her panties so that she was she was more physically protected from the groping and she was very confident going through because a lot of people don't like the groping part and uh they'd rather go untouched right so i totally I would, get that too yeah i would make sure to have yeah. an erection <laughs> give them their money's worth mike yeah yeah so, you know, but you can't, these are, we, we, I think we've, they're training us and socially engineering us into thinking we don't have choice. It's the same thing with the doctors, right? You don't have choice. It's this way or you're going to die. And they'll give you predictions because they have like a magic ball where they like, look, they have a magic eight ball. They're like, yes, six months to live, you know, like this kind of crap. So they, they want you sucked in to the illusion, but you, you have choice. And so just remember that every single time. Um, so, so DMSO again, prophylactically, when you're going to get on any airplanes where there's, you know, radiation, um, effects is very preventative. Uh, it's not as corrective after the fact of damage. So they've done comparisons. Uh, it will correct some, but it's best ahead of time. So just to keep that in mind, uh, you know, I love this substance. I use it every day. I, I love the alchemy of it. I love that it's exothermic. Um, I love tincturing with it. I've been doing that a lot more lately. I'm going to make a wild yam, chased berry, um, black cohosh extract. I've already started soaking 
the herbs. Um, now I've been doing an alcohol cause I'm going to do a test. I'm going to see the difference between the extract of alcohol and the extract using DMSO. And I will do mm. an oil extract. So it'll be dual. I'll have both in the product. Um, so, and yeah, using it as a tincturing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. So you're talking about doing a, a complete DMSO extraction, like pure DMSO. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, different, it's a, there's different. Yeah. Uh, makes sense. I've just never used it now. Now I put it in some salves and things, you know, for better pen. And by the way, we've uh, purchased some of your salves online. My, my wife loved them and, and, you know, they have DMSO in there and uh, yeah, just great products. And everybody we will, we'll give all your links because uh, you've got a great store there. I love it. And um there are different grades of DMSO, and I found that some of the finer grades don't give you as much of that odor. Is is that true, or can is there any such thing as odorless? Not really. Um, odorless is a mm -hmm. little bit gimmicky. It it, it has more to do mm -hmm. with your metabolism and the way you process yeah. the DMSO. And I find mm -hmm. those people who are cleaner don't smell as severe, mm -hmm. and those who are ah. you know really quite toxic and the DMSO is really active inside of them. Um, they off gas a little bit more intensely. Um, it can also suggest there might be some zinc deficiencies or some other mineral deficiencies. Uh, mm. Just the way, if you look at the chemical reaction of like going to DMS and then continuing with the sulfur being the predominant off gas from the next, you know, progression, uh, there can be steps to mitigate it forward into its full degrading. And some people are missing some of those steps and it tends to be like zinc, uh, magnesium and these sorts of things. Uh, and also I, I, um, discuss a, an MMS, um, mouth spray, or you can also use hydrogen peroxide, any of the oxidizers you can use in proper dilution mm -hmm. in like a little mouth spray. And I find it for at least the, the mouth odor, it will, uh, help it to calm down. So you can like not get fired from your job or your wife leave you or any <laughs> of these things that could happen from it. Um, and, uh, cause the gum only helps a little, right. So, but it, but, uh, the tincturing of it, um, you know, I, I started, you know, quite a few years ago, obviously I've been playing around with it cause I add it to so many of my, um, creams and, and lotions and stuff. But I started to use the first extract I used was in dandelion and it made the most beautiful yellow. Mm. Like it just took all the, um, all the coloration, all the carotenoids, everything out of the, out of it quite well. And I've added mm. that into my dandelion cream and lotion, um, cause it has DMSO component, but I prefer to have that extract. And then, uh, after that, I started to use cannabis and uh, what I found with the cannabis is uh, the penetration of the, the cannabinoids is deep. And so people use this product that I created called the Green Immediate, and it was bright, beautiful green. I also use a secondary extract using grapeseed because I want more of the oil components also, but it's combined. And um, I've had people with like melanoma, different kinds of skin cancers, uh, or deeper cancers, uh, cancers on dogs use this with great success, like totally resolve, <clears throat> excuse me, their conditions using it just topically because it is penetrative. Um, and I called it the green immediate cause it's so immediate. Like you get relief immediately and you taste it in your mouth. Even if you like put it on your big toe, like you can taste it in your mouth, like almost immediately. Right. Cause it has this incredibly incredible speed of processing in the body. And it's in every organ system within like 
10, 15 minutes, including the brain. Um, and then, and then I was like, Oh, I'm going to do more of this. So then I made a clove, um, tincturing extract that I sell on DMSO.store for things like severe gum, tooth, nerve pain, that sort of thing. Um, or like uh, fungal toes, <laughs> the, fun the fungus nails and things that are kind of harder to penetrate and clean up. Mm -hmm. Um, or like thing like moles, things that are, you know, questionable and uh, having great success with that. So now I'm moving on. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep playing around with this um, as the alchemist, you know, and it's, 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 it's amazing that the, the teachings of the tree, like this is tree medicine. I also like turpentine. Mm -hmm. I just got some turpentine I've been playing around with. Um, I had like a weird bite. I don't know what bit me. Something bit me that's still alive because we've actually been having unusually warm weather here too. And so something came mm -hmm. out in <laughs> the woods and bit me and it was really big. I think it affected the lymph node underneath and uh, and very tender and painful. So I just took the, I just bravely put my finger in it and I just put pure turpentine on there. And the whole swelling just went down like almost immediately. Uh, and then by the next day it expressed, it just had some stuff it wanted to get out and fully expressed. And I was really impressed with the, with just tree medicines to me are my love. Like I'm just so impressed with the, all that it has to teach us, you know? Um, and so that's another time with terpenes. There you go. Great combo. Turpentine with terpenes and DMSO. Maybe they could all get together and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I might play around right. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. Circling stuff. back yeah, real quick to the very beginning of this conversation, you talked about playing music to the trees, right? Well, the trees play music too. Mm -hmm. and the ringing cedars. Ringing cedars, but also we almost had this vendor at Music and Sky a few years ago um, called the Music of the Plants. And this has been something that's been researched since the 70s about how through the, the electromagnetic, electromagnetic frequencies of plants, you can actually convert that into harmonious music. I was talking with Eileen McCusick uh, about this over the last weekend and how she, that's what she, do, she does. She tunes into plants. We're going to have her on because she tells this amazing story how she had this sickly little tree out her window, outside her window. And she's felt so bad about it. She went and did a tuning on it and actually spoke with it and retuned it and made it vibrant again by telling it you're not alone because it actually felt alone because it was separate from the other maple trees and really fascinating story. But she explains how it's the music, right? That connects us all and literally the emission of music from all life. Uh, so I only bring this up because it's just a, a reminder that all is uh, circular, all is a feedback, all comes back to us as well. And those plants nourish us in so many different ways than just through the biochemical. One of my favorite things to do, because I have a 53 acre forest, is to go alone into the forest and just sing and just sing whatever comes, you know, and it's always usually beautiful. And I'm always like, damn, I should have recorded that <laughs> because it's, it's so pure because that of that feedback, right. I like you're listening and then you'll catch the sound. Like the wind will give you the tune or, or a branch clicking will give you a tune or something. And then I just listen for that. And then I run with it and then words just come. And I feel that again, this is who we are. Like, this is what we are. We are this, we are tuned to, we are the tuning of nature. We are that. And when we want to heal, we can go forest bathe and we can, we can listen to the trees and we can listen to the feedback we're getting. 
and we can do start this loop and everything benefits. Like we breathe out oxygen, they breathe it in and then they breathe out carbon dioxide, you know, or, or vice versa rather. Right. So they do this cycling. We, we share healing with each other in this way. We're reciprocating each other in so many levels. It's just beautiful to do it. And it's, and, and it heals that alone can heal you just like that tree needed to be heard. Right. And how do we even know what plant medicine, you know, we read Culpepper and stuff. I'm like, how the hell did they know like what all these plants did? That's because they were speaking to them. They were telepathic with them. That's how they knew what all the remedies were. They didn't have a chemistry lab and deduced, you know, broke it all down into its components and, oh yeah, nerdy. We're going to figure out the maths. No, that's not how you know things. That's how you can be fooled is with math. But if you want to know, you get inside your body and you connect and you use those, the, that, the, the rocks for brain <laughs> that you have, right. And tune in to that field. And then you get it instantaneous in your body. This is the, this is the future. I think this is the way we're going to, we're going to wake up. And, um, in our functional realm, there's a great debate, of course, that uh, we've been involved with. And, and I know you have too, as far as what's the nature of our realm in the first place, what shape is it and everything. But the, the biggest takeaway initially is uh, it's a functional realm. It works in a certain way. And when you understand how it functions, then you also know how your body functions. And you guys are discussing the sound element. And in old world alchemy, that represents the third etheric precipitation tier which is also the water element. And of course we know the water element is that final conduit into bringing the residents uh, from above into precipitating into finally what we consider matter. So uh, the water and the sound ether are one and the same thing. And, you know, you're talking about songbirds. Uh, you know, one of the, good, the cool things about Steiner and some folks like that is they, in Goethe, they did observe different life forms on this planet. And when you look at a songbird, well, it's the first evolution, not in a Darwinian sense, but of a consciousness sense uh, beyond the reptilian. And that's where they start externalizing certain senses. And with the bird, it's the vocal cords. So now the lungs that used to be in the in the in the tails of certain amphibians and, and lizards and so reptiles, uh, now that's externalized actually into the senses. And then the songbird, what they're really doing is they're bringing in that element of the ethers, which is the air element, because that's what's now possible through that externalization. And just like every other life form that you've mentioned, trees and everybody included, we're all in there precipitating together. And depending on our, you know, life cycle and, and who we are, what kind of species, we're all contributing to that final precipitation of what, you know, how our realm works. So we're all functional components and the creation of this entire realm and you know the thing that we think is external to us it's really created by us anyway and every polarity of course has dual uh, or every sense is a dual polarity so it's incumbent upon us to get in touch of those and not just bring in information but to project and realize we are the creative aspect of this uh realm just like songbirds are doing their job there and opening up flowers to to do their thing. So it's it's pretty remarkable when you just get how everybody's working together and on the same page. And now it's just getting our awareness in the same place so we can start creating what we do want. Yeah, beautifully said. That's exactly it. And how elegant 
it really is and that we mm-hmm. we we kind of work from we tend to be on the outside of the samsara wheel right where we're spinning and spinning and we're so lost and and, and as we progress we get more and more centered and we come and find that still place and in that you the perspective is so different and it's so elegant and simplified and you're surprised how complicated you made it in the first place and uh because you're now you've connected to yourself and to your reality and that harmonic is there for you and resonating for you and it's it continues to spiral you up and uh gets becomes more beautiful and uh, like the old world tech look how beautiful and elegant that was and how genius and you think how could they have done this how how could they have built these buildings how could they have had free light lighting and electricity like this and where look at the ugliness that we've created now that's so boxy and marxist and and non-functional and polluting where what happened here you know but it's because they were the the individuals had this awareness had this knowledge and knew this connection because how else could you come to that uh base foundational vibration that begins all of life right that pattern that seed of the flower of life how could you you must know that and the sound is what gets you there i mean they would have those beautiful cathedral <laughs> windows which didn't have stained glass they were open because the sound would go through that cymatic pattern and ripple outward and i'm sure the trees delighted in this i'm sure all of life delighted in this and uh now everything is angled and discordant and sharp and blasting and 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 uh, uh harsh you know where we had this flow we had this this circular motion of the energy, this beautiful fractal dance. So again, like we we're doing the in-breath and out-breath here of our existence. And I feel like we're at the edge of either the out-breath probably, and we're going to breathe in again. You know, we're going to come home to it again. And we, we do this kind of in-breath, out-breath dance. And that's kind of how I see it all from my bird's eye, you know, perspective, pun intended. And it's, uh, it gives us peace and which is what I think people want. I mean, (laughs) people say they want it. (laughs) I don't know if people know what it is. Um, uh, but, and it, what they would do when they had it, would they sabotage it or not? Uh, but we, we all desire some sort of settling inside of ourselves and, um, with all of this knowledge coming to the forefront now, we will be able to get there. We'll be able to find our path home to ourselves and uh, re-empower and re-engage with that natural connection and that knowledge that sits inside every single one of us. That's like literally like a door ready to be opened. And ultimately nothing is out there. And if you open that door, it's exciting and it's thrilling and it's nuanced but it's 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 beautiful and it is peaceful ultimately, and uh, I I look forward to to our future because of this because of the knowledge and because of when we get together, this is what we talk about, 
when we're, we're at Confluence or Music and Sky or any of these places, this is what we focus on. The, we're focusing on solutions and we're focusing on the beauty that it, we're making and the, and the, the, we're excited for what we're unearthing. Like the conversations we have are not what, you know, most people are having in the major cities right now, right? Uh, they're unique conversations mm-hmm. because we're, we're bringing all the new reality. We're co-creating the new reality through our thought forms as well. Literally yes. by stimulating each other and creating that energetic flow, those thoughts are coming together and manifesting, um, you know, <laughs> right there. And we see it sometimes really fast too at places like that. So, yeah, and you get high off it. Like people at these events, we're not, you know, slamming shots and uh, getting ripped on psychedelics. It's, you know, it's like we're getting high on these on these concepts and each other. It's really good, cool. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, well, we're I hope- talking about drafting the resonance of the universal patterns, which carries a lot more weight than the synthetic noxious short waves that we're exposed to all the time. So it's no different than the sunlight burning away the mist. And that's why critical mass is a very real thing. We're we're right there right now. So it doesn't take a majority of humanity to turn this thing around i i believe we're we're just about well i think we are right there actually yeah i agree i think we're right at the precipice and those mm-hmm. of us who have already done the layup work you know we've been awake for a long time most of us and and working in these fields and and sort of like become the teachers and become um leaders in our areas because i feel like that's the guide that people will need because they need a little bit of a soft landing um, coming out of their, you know, illusions. And so we're there for them uh, to do that, but then to help steer them into their own empowerment. And if there's somebody who's not doing that, I I don't feel that that's genuine. I, I think, I think that any of us who are really following our own paths in, in that truth, we all are doing a similar type of thing. We're helping them find themselves and lead their own way rather than tell them what to do, what to think and how to behave um, or, or shaming them or dictating to them or any of these things. And other than the couple of back, backhanded bitch slaps I've had to do in the past, <laughs> but I found that that's not, that was my role then, you know, that was my role during the Olympics. And now my role is this, and it, it always is changing. It's always, and if you're listening, then it's exciting because it's never going to be boring. You're always going to be changing in some way. You're always going to be expanding into new uh, areas of your life. You're always going to be looking at a different aspect of your of your painting of your life, or or painting a different part of that painting, and um, and that's what keeps things fresh and interesting, and um, where we don't have to get stuck and and dull. And because uh, I find if that if that stagnation uh, takes form, you know. That's what breeds mosquitoes. That's what breeds, you know, the 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 algae, <laughs> this kind of stuff. And uh, so I will, I will always look for those little glimmers that will, um, my little breadcrumbs on my path that say, okay, time to do this now, Amanda. Oh, okay, cool. That's that's exciting. Rather than being stuck, you know, um, and trapped in my own kind of what I think I know and what I think I have to teach, and that's why I go into all these different eclectic directions. You know, people will try to shame me and and berate me and say, stay in your lane kind of stuff. It's like, what lane? (laughs) You mean awakening? Because it's all the things, right? So uh, no, I will do what my internal godly direction shows me is the way to 
to go. And uh, I won't fight that because I know when I fight that and I have fought, done that, that it just brings me um, disaster. And so why would I want that in my life? It's showing me what's yes and what's no. So why why would I fight against nature and against my own inner direction, that, in my own inner compass, right? Um, just listen to that within and follow follow the direction. And, and it can be very joyous and very pleasurable. And also when One you thing are- we're- Go ahead, Bear. No, you go. I'm just going to tail on that. When you know yourself and know your power, you can go into Las Vegas and see you two at the the horrendous uh, new technological, um, what do they call it? The big sphere. The sphere. sphere. Uh, So Bear, uh, well, actually you tell, do you want to briefly, I I haven't really followed up with you on how was that experience? uh, And um, what did you, <laughs> yeah, because that, that's a great example of, right, not being in fear, being able to navigate uh, the realm through even the, the darkness uh, to appreciate the elements that you like out of it, because you used to like U2, and I like some old U2 stuff, and heck, I like, I'm a big fan of cinema, and I still watch movies, and I can get out what I need to get out of it, and I know how to walk my way through it, through discernment and higher power, so how was Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I learned a lot and I am very grateful. I I don't think I'll ever need to go back there, let's just say, but um I I see myself lately um you know, back when I was like still in the new age kind of belief system, I was like I'm a light worker, meaning I'm like bringing light to people's lives, which is like illuminating their lives, right? That's fine. Whatever, it's terminology changes. But I kind of see myself as uh like a spell breaker. And uh, so I felt called to go to this strongly and I don't question my callings anymore. I used to, I used to doubt what my internal direction was all the time, but as I said, I've learned. And so when the calling comes, no matter how bizarre, no matter what it might look like, whatever, okay, I'll just be like, okay, sure. I always say yes to life. Right. And so I was like, I guess I'm going. And then I was like, what's it about? What I got to go? What I got to do? You know, I was like curious. And I went into like an intensive energetic training for months before going to that. Um, So it was like a step up um, thing for me, actually. It was like a new mission. (laughs) I was going in to do some spell breaking. And so, and I, I, and unfortunately, when it comes to this sort of stuff, I don't like to speak too much to it because um, it's very much wrapped in silk. Like, you know, when you're going, you have a momentum to create something, you don't want to get ahead of yourself and like announce it before you've actually initiated the the momentum of it, or you could actually stop it from happening. So I'm delicate the way I speak to it. Plus I never, ever, there's a fundamental rule in life where you never boast. The second you boast about something great you've done or really like do this too much, you can actually explode that in your life in a bad way. And so I've learned to, that's just not, it's one of the golden rules and I will not do that. But let's just say that there was some spell breaking going on that I had trained to do, which I did. And uh, to the point where some of the LEDs, there's like 2.5 million LEDs inside this sphere where they're giving you like a real different kind of illusion of reality. Um, And if you have your head about you, you don't really fall into the illusion, just like you're saying, like when you watch movies, you you know what's reality, what's not, you're not, you're able to navigate 
the 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 mind control pieces and all the programming and stuff and you, you're able to see the truth drops and these sorts of things where they're trying to get your consent and all this so it's the same kind of idea they do all their the youtube's been doing since like actung baby the or zoo tv they've been doing the flashing of words where they're doing that um fast uh subconscious programming of like bad things right they're trying that all the time so they did that of course which i didn't watch i kept my eyes shut to it but i filmed it and uh but then through through this process of what i was doing some of the leds burnt out in sections and the second those are burnt out the illusion isn't doesn't work it just doesn't work um so i will i will i will postulate that ongoing there will be these every time they do a concert that is not in alignment with truth and love and these sorts of higher principles that leds will burn so that people's minds will be able to just see this is just an illusion this is not reality and and be able to make that distinction so it's a the spell is broken right and there was a couple other things i did but yeah it, and then i i sang i enjoyed myself I I I reminisced in the music that I liked, which was basically like all their first five albums, and uh, knew that would be the last time I see them, and all that kind of stuff, and had did what I needed to do for myself for my own fun, and uh, and learned learned about <laughs> the generations that like you too, and that it's the Gen Xers, and that most of them look very elderly. <laughs> it's like. I don't look like these people. I'm 49 and I don't look like any of these people. I was like, wow, I really was remarkable actually. Um, and and then how egotistical Bono is, I could see right through him. Um, I could see, he didn't want to leave the stage at the end. He just wanted, he actually sang the song they put up as they were leaving, like the, the you know, whatever the music does, the lights go on and everything and everyone's starting <laughs> to leave out. Like he still doesn't want to leave. It's like he's singing karaoke. Like he just wants to keep going because, you know, he made a, he made a contract and not a good one. And so time is ticking for him. Right. And I'm sure that day is coming closer and closer where that repercussion is coming. And I'm sure that's just quite not a good place that where you'd want to be. Right. So whatever, whatever his role was, you know, we thank him. We whatever. Like I have no ill um intent for any of these servants on any level um because again the creation of all of this i think is in part uh making us remember you know who we are in our power and uh we live in duality and so this is the the reality of our duality to experience these uh these pendulum swings so that we find our home and so they there has to be the the dark players or else you wouldn't have the other side. Like there has to be that or else you don't have this pendulum swing at all. So they did their service. That's their service. Uh, we can choose, you know, this is a free will experience that we're having. So I choose, you know, the the neutral way, the the middle path, the, the narrow path, you know. Um, and I actually learned, I don't know what you think about this. I learned from someone who had died. I, I'm very interested in people who died and come back, you know, past life are, uh, you know, these types of experiences. Anyway, so one individual was teaching about when you cross over and you see the tunnel of light and you see the light. So he said, most people just focus on that, right? But very few people turn around. <laughs> they don't turn around. They just go where their eyes go. 
And he said, he suggests that when that is happening to you, to do so, to turn and look in the other direction, because as you're crossing over, you also have choice. You have free will even in death. Do you wish to go into the back into the reincarnation cycle and visit with your past loved ones and the ones of our crossover people, whatever that illusion might be, whether it's real or not, which you know, pet your old pets and do whatever, have a life review, whatever you want. Or you can go to the other side, which is uh, coming home to your soul group or coming home to your real home of like, we're all of different flavors of, of our soul parts of us. Right. So you can choose to go home for a while. I'm like, damn, I'm going there. That's, <laughs> you know, as much as I love this place and I love everybody, I'm good. Like I'm going to go like to my home home for a while, you know, and see what I want to see, kick around there for a bit and see what that's all about. Right. But it's, it's interesting, you know, um, I don't think any of either of it is really bad. I don't, I don't believe in the prison planet idea. I don't think, I don't believe we're trapped and we have to escape in this sort of like video game analogy stuff. I, I feel like we are love. We are of God and we have all these choices to play how we wish to for the love of all that is. And so we want to know again, like God wants to know who and what it is. And so he loves his his self and the parts are I'm using his as just you know a vernacular and limitation of language, but knowing the self and going through all these different permutations. And so I can choose the level, the type of the permutation from Mike's personal subcontracted soul force, you know, to do that. And so that's definitely when I cross over, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn around, see what's on the other, on the backside of me, you know, and uh, explore that. But I found it really fascinating. What, what do you think about that whole concept bear? Um, the belief system that works for me is that we have, of course, a presence above us every moment, which is our electronic body that is projecting our, what we think of as our physical form. So the training is all about focusing on that presence and all I can say is if you do, you will physically see it. It's not a hallucination. Um, not only will you see it visually, but you also feel a magnificent radiance. So if you are crossing over and going to do it uh, in a way that the outer world would call it a physical death, which really isn't, um, then you maintain that all, you know, uh, as best you can, that focus on your presence. And that will do exactly what you're talking about, which is not getting seduced into looking in any one direction. You're looking at who you've been the whole time and maybe not appreciating enough, uh, you know, who you've been the whole time. And that will assure that you're going to go home and not just get seduced into another reality along the way or or whatever, who knows. So that's, uh, that's what I, but you know, you need to practice a lot while you're still in your body so that if you are at that moment, uh, it's not a, you know, a big discipline, it's just automatic. Uh, and of course, yeah, that's I, the I agree with that. Is, uh, I'm just yeah, thinking of the yeah. Bonnie anyway, Tyler song, Total secret. Eclipse of the yeah. Heart. <laughs> Turn around every, every now and then I get a little, little bit, bit lonely. <laughs> <laughs> You're never coming round. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna remix that and <laughs> um, awesome. play that on my deathbed. Um, 
So, hey, Amanda, this has been so great. Um, I really appreciate you. And I know Bear does too. Our whole community does. We've had a, a fire actually live stream chat going on and it's just been phenomenal. And yeah, some couple people said she needs to be a monthly regular here. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of uh, re sympathetic resonance uh, between our communities uh, and, and everything that we do. So it's really great knowing you and it's great having you in this world and all that you do. Please go support Amanda at yumnaturals.store, dmso.store, which is uh, to get all your DMSO goodies. I do need to ask you a question about DMSO eye drops. Uh, Andrew Kaufman had recommended me over the weekend um, for some LASIK surgery recovery I had back in 2014. Um, but yeah, DMSO is amazing. I love your products. I have uh, my wife loves them um, as well. Uh, and then yummy.doctor, is that where your um, community is? Yeah, that's correct. So people can, there's three tiers um, of membership and uh, access to uh, basically it's like a little social media group, you have your own page, so you can post on your own page, and then you can uh, post in the main pages, and then you can go to other people's pages, you know, that sort of thing. And then people have their, their groups that they can join and be be part of, and then the interactions with me, and then that's the access to the courses and the assistance, you know, to, to all the courses. And we have lots of books, and I'm always um, uploading tons of, you know, important resources for people in there on an ongoing basis. So, yeah, people are just diving into the learning and following their intuition and what they need. And, uh, and it's a really becoming a really beautiful place to be. So, yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah we're all using the same yeah, sort Amanda, of platform. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll just say, Amanda, thank you again for being with us. And, uh, you know, you, I'm so glad to know that you are out there doing what you're doing and it gives me hope, you know, I'm a, a generation a little further down the road than you. <laughs> And uh, in my own demographic, I would have hoped to see more wise elders at this point in my life, you know, my contemporaries, but, uh, you know, a lot of them have bought the narrative and just kind of crystallized along the way. So, uh, yeah, I look at the work you're doing and, and other people like yourself, and, you know, it gives me hope that the next generation are going to have some true elders to guide them because we need them sorely right now. And that's yeah. uh, a role, I think, in traditional societies that was very critical, the respect for the elders and, and, and because they earned the respect of the earlier or the next generations because they lived their life. They're, they're very introspective about their longer timeline that they enjoyed and were able to pass on wisdom to the next generations. And um, yeah, we need to bring that back. Yeah, I, I agree. Thank you for that. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention as we exit is uh, uh, w when I studied Tibetan um, Buddhism, I remembered that from from the teachings that in order to have a good death, that you needed to control your beliefs and you needed to, um, when you cross over, that's what you are facing, you know, all of the things that you didn't uh, rectify and heal, you know, on earth. And so to do that work is not just beneficial for your body, health and mind now, but also into the afterlife and how you're presented with that um, as you cross over. So as you were alluding to that, you do have to train 
for it. It's, it's, and they believe that that is the purpose. Like life is training for death and so on. And then death is training for life and this way of cycling. So I just wanted to, uh, I look at this embodiment as uh, sort of like football two a days in a way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> well, uh, anyway, uh, it has been brilliant. Thank you so much. And I really look forward to meeting up with you physically sometime, either here or at some other event, maybe next year's Music and Sky. And if you are uh, stateside, then you got to come by the farm. And oh, hopefully I, we won't I have will. fires. Yes, yeah. hopefully. Or we can just shift them energetically or do some talking to the trees. <laughs> Thank you so much, both of you. That it's been we wonderful. will do. I have no yeah. doubt. Yeah. Thank you Great. so much, Amanda. Uh, and yeah, uh, yummy.doctor, I was going to say, we're all kind of using the same technology, uh, this sort of decentralized buddy boss WordPress uh, technology. And I do plan on creating a federated place where you can go in one single place to see all these communities, because I do believe we need to all interconnect them in a way. Um, and that's way we um, kind of start creating the new digital world as well. So that's on my docket for 2025, probably. <laughs> um, but uh, no future looking. Staying grounded in the present, Amanda. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Uh, remember to get outside, get your feet in the dirt, go plant something, go play in your garden, go for a hike, go hug a tree, um, go uh, kiss a ringing cedars medallion, which I have. This is a piece <laughs> of the ringing cedar right here from uh, Anastasia. Thank you, Gabriel. Nice. Uh, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday, 10 a.m., uh, same bat time, same bat channel, uh, Pacific time. And uh, we love you all. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Bye-bye.